Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Who are we rolling with this weekend, Chelsea? One of these days, these NFL players, they'll reach for the pain reliever and they'll say, oh, I took this hit in Super Bowl 58 and I've been feeding that pain ever since. But it was worth it. You know why? Because I got this ring. Niners, Chiefs, Niners lane two, Niners minus 130 on the money line. The Chiefs are plus 110. Your total is 47 and a hook so one thing that we've touched on but we haven't maybe gone into too much is kyle shanahan and we know the history with kyle shanahan right offensive coordinator during 28 to 3 and then he had that lead over this chiefs team in the super bowl but you did mention this and it was it was about okay kyle shanahan can't hold a lead right and then going into this season, it was, oh, well, his teams can't come from behind. There was that ridiculous statistic where going into the fourth quarter and trailing by five or more points, they were like 0-31 or something like that. And yet we've seen two straight comebacks. So are you of the opinion that this idea that Kyle Shanahan can't do this or can't do that, he can't overcome this, is that overblown or is there something to that? Maybe there's something to it, but also this is a one-game sample size, and narratives are made to be broken. If you stick around long enough, eventually some of these come to fruition. Look at Andy Reid. Like, wasn't that the knock on him for the longest time is that he couldn't win the big game? And now he's sitting here with, I believe, two Super Bowl rings. So Kyle Shanahan is not an old guy. He still has plenty of time to shake these narratives. I feel like if he loses the Super Bowl, it's not going to be because of this. It's because he is playing a very good opponent and he is playing a generational talent when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. So maybe the narrative will continue on, but I feel like it won't be the correct narrative. Yeah, I I agree. And you know what I always think of? And I think this was one of the best points that I've ever heard ever made when it comes to coaches and changing what you think about them. And it was a story that Roy Williams told because for a long time, it was Roy Williams can't win the big. Remember, he was at Kansas forever. Mm-hmm. Could, he got so close, couldn't do it, goes to Carolina, he starts winning. And, of course, he was a Dean Smith disciple. And Dean Smith, remember, Dean Smith only has, what, two national championships, one of the greatest ever, but there was a while when Dean couldn't win it. And Roy said one thing that Dean told me was after he won his first title, like he didn't suddenly become a different coach in that game. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe right. he's learned over the years, mm-hmm. but it's not like the narrative going in was you can't win the big one 
or you can't win a championship in any sport. And then all of a sudden you play one game, you finally win it. And, oh, you're a different coach. I'm a completely different coach now. And this one game, I, I changed everything. That's not really how it works, even though we sort of look at it that way sometimes. That feels like a stupid narrative to me as well, because don't you have to be a great coach to get to the big one? Yes. Like think of how many coaches don't even get to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And it is so incredibly tough on a yearly basis where even getting there is just an accomplishment all to itself. And I know you're thinking, oh, the participation trophy generation raising its <laughs> head here. No, but that's the thing with Kyle Shanahan. Like he is a good coach. He has gotten to the big game because he is a good coach. And I think he will always be labeled with that sticker just because of the Falcons, you know, 28-3 blown lead. That's a really bad one. And that's going to be, you know, stuck in his persona for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But if he wins this one, it does feel like the slate is going to be wiped clean. That's how narratives mm -hmm. work. It's crazy yeah. how, you know, if you do win one, uh, this will be taken away. What do you think a Super Bowl win does for each side do you think it means more it would mean more to the niners or more to the chiefs oh i think it would ooh, i think it would mean more to the niners and the reason why i say that is because well first of all the chiefs have had more success recently and also i think the chiefs based on patrick mahomes being there they're going to have a longer shelf life, I believe, at this point, just because Patrick Mahomes is so generational. But I feel like for mm -hmm. the Niners that that we have forgotten, especially if you're if you're younger, but if you're older like me, the Niners have one of the and sort of the Chiefs too. But it's been a while since we've talked about the Niners in the same vein as the Steelers or maybe the Patriots or the Cowboys. Some of these teams that have multiple Super Bowls that have a legacy of success again and again and again. It's just been a while since they've hoisted the trophy. So I think for the Niners organization, this might mean a little bit more because of their history. Just like when the Chiefs finally broke through, it meant more to them at that time because they have a great history as well when they were in the AFL. So based on the recent success of Kansas City, I would say San Francisco, but it's tough. That's a very good question. What do you think? I think you could definitely argue both sides. I think in the the smaller viewpoint, it's definitely the Niners just because they haven't won one in a while. And if the Chiefs lose this game, nobody's going to sit here and say, well, you know, Patrick Holmes, not a generational talent anymore. But you could argue the case for the Chiefs, though, because doesn't it catapult them into probably a different stratosphere? Like, they're already in rarefied air with Patrick Holmes and what they've done over the last 10 years or so. But if they win yet another Super Bowl, and here's the thing. It's not guaranteed that they get back to this point. Like, it is so tough. And think about all of the close games that the Chiefs have played, you know, along the way. And, you know, how tough the regular season was for them. It is not guaranteed that Patrick Mahomes will ever play in a Super Bowl again. Isn't that crazy to think? It sounds yeah. crazy to say out loud, but it's absolutely true. No, I, I agree. I, I can't even imagine that, though. Do you know what I mean? When you right? think about... His career, like I, I can't, I can't fathom that. Even if, even if they don't win this game, even if I pick against them, I can't fathom someone that generational not going back. And 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 to me, when you talk about that's why that's why I say that when it, when you're talking about shelf life, that if you're asking me, okay, over the next let's just say five years, which team has the best chance to get back to this game? I would go with the Chiefs every time. 
because of Patrick Holmes, because we see how he elevates everyone around him, which is exactly what Tom Brady did. And and who knows? Maybe Brock Purdy becomes I don't think he's going to be on the level of Patrick Mahomes, but maybe he continues to improve. And all of a sudden we're like, dude, this guy's going to play for the next decade, decade and a half. And that changes. But as of right now, I think you have to lean with, with a generational quarterback. If you're talking about shelf life. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is still under the age of 30. And the right. fact that we have seen good player uh, quarterbacks play till they're 40 these days. And the, the roughing the passer calls that are always called on the big names. Like he's going to get a clean pocket a lot of the times. Uh, so I do think he will probably play at another Super Bowl, but we've mm-hmm. seen plenty of great quarterbacks be iced out. They make it to the postseason and then it's just, sure. you know, look at Josh Allen. How many people at the, you know, the height of his coming up would say, Josh Allen's not going to play in the Super Bowl, you know, in the next five years? They're not even going to make it yeah. there. I feel like that would be crazy to think too because he was so good and the Bills have been so good in the regular seasons that that's wild to think too, but it's just there are no guarantees that you get back. I'm wondering, and this is kind of off topic, but whatever, do you think Joe Burrow will ever play in a Super Bowl again? Like he has been so (sighs) riddled with injuries and if he never gets back to a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be one of those stories that's kind of sad that it's going to be something to do with his injuries and something to do with like he is not living up to what I think he could have been, and it makes me sad because he was one of those that shot out a can out of a cannon, yeah. you know, to start his career. I think there's still he still has he still has a long road ahead of him, a long path ahead of him, a long leash where he's he's so young in his career. It's just if he can stay healthy because we've seen when he's a hundred percent healthy, he's as good as it gets he's clearly a franchise quarterback so i hate with some of these young guys and they battle injuries early and you never know if it's going to plague them or you never know if they're going to get past it like Tua tongue of is a good example okay remember last year we were asking the question if he takes another big hit can he avoid these concussions this season he was healthy and so that was great and maybe he continues along that path so i'm hoping it's similar for joe burrow and that he shakes off some early these early leg injuries that he's been bothered with knee injury and that he is able to stay healthy. If he is, he is good enough where I can't imagine him getting a ring. But then again, I will also say this, there's going to be, because it always happens. There's going to be one of these guys, whether it's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, especially with Patrick Mahomes in the fold. One of these great quarterbacks, these franchise quarterbacks is going to walk away from an incredible Hall of Fame career without a ring. Well, because that's just the talent level of quarterbacks in the AFC right now. And it feels like they're all around the same age. And then the next generation is coming with CJ Stroud and company. And, you know, Anthony Richardson, if he stays healthy, has a nice potential to be good as well. So it's, you can have a great career and a great season. Doesn't guarantee that you're going to win a Super Bowl. Here's something else I want to ask you. I heard this quote, I turned on the radio, and it was a player from one of the teams. I don't know which one it was, because they were talking about how they had the hardest path to the Super Bowl and how they're embracing the underdog mentality. I feel like neither of these teams deserve to have an underdog mentality, right? That's the thing. I I saw that too, and I'm like, okay, I... If you want to say, oh, well, we're two-point underdogs, okay, I guess. 
If Do you, you think it was from the Chiefs? I didn't yeah. even know if it was the Niners. It was from so the I feel Chiefs. like both these teams are like, yeah, we're the underdogs. Even though, like, they never look at the point spread. Like, right. they never say that. But the Chiefs, you have the best quarterback in the NFL. Are you right. really that big of an underdog story? I What I think is the Chiefs are looking at it like both of them are finding their own angle, which is the Chiefs are saying, hey, we're the underdogs because they're technically the underdogs. And then the Niners are like, we're the underdogs because everybody's acting like the Chiefs have already won this game. They have Patrick Mahomes. It's over. So they're just they're just picking their spots and deciding based on However they want to look at it, they're just sort of twisting it and saying we're the underdogs based on X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's counting us out. Nobody's counting either of you Nobody out. Nobody is. You've had great seasons. <laughs> right. Guess what? You're both in the Super Bowl, all right? You're, nobody's <laughs> an underdog here. Yeah, if you want to talk gambling, sure. You're both great. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.